Mmm. <laughs> Since we can't use the air conditioner, how about I just throw it at the guy mowing the grass? Here's the fucking thing I love. You got all day to do it. You wait till fucking, what, 6.30? Hey, it starts cooling down by this point, though. I get that. No. You know where you want to be when shit's cooling down? Cooling down. So why not just fucking do it earlier in the day? Get it done. Get it out of your fucking way. Like, all you're doing is exhausting yourself when it's cooling down. Maybe the guy had to be at a funeral today. His baby niece died. And he had to go pay his respects. Well, what you know what? asshole you are. I didn't kill her, so why should it be my problem? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a bad joke. That's gotta be cut out. No, that's totally gonna be our intro. <laughs> And welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my right. Bob Collins, Boba Fett, and, and to my right, James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Guys, go over, like our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics on Facebook, and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram. Check out Subject to Change Entertainment on Facebook and Twitter, and of course, subscribe on YouTube and SoundCloud. You're checking this out somewhere. While here, why not like, comment, and most importantly, share? Guys, sharing is the best thing you can do for us while we do not have a Patreon. And of course, all of our personal social media is down in the description below. So why don't we have a Patreon? Uh, because none of us have time, <laughs> because we all work. Uh, You'll I mean, know if you tune in to serious shit in 29. I guess right now, you you probably could for like a week or two. Maybe. Yeah, yeah and then it'll fall apart and I become mean, chaos. I work morning shift now. So there's no excuse, is what you're saying. So, yeah, so you're literally telling us that you could have been doing this for a while now. But you just don't want to. What a fucking... Dick. Hey, the best place to get yourself called out on is the podcast, so everyone can hear your shame, you fucking asshole. But, you know, I've funded this podcast enough. I'm just waiting you know for what? it to pay he me got back. A We're not asking you. We're not asking you to fund you know anything. What? I got us a Tricon sponsorship. I get a pass. So that, that, you, that pass got cash in no, a while. Back. We've already established many episodes ago. This is going to last at least a year. No, this is going to last next until after Vinny's wedding. Well, enjoy not getting so paid at for least a very to forty time. years yeah, for a very long time. I don't know. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and uh, well, actually, before we get into the polls, I want to talk about these. Uh, Odal, I know you picked them up. Bobby, those porno mags. These are actually not porno mags, oh, as you can tell. Those from are hentai the, mags. From these are Batman, <laughs> Superman, and Justice League of America hentai mags. <laughs> is that an octopus? Uh, no, I picked these bad boys up at Walmart in our last episode that was not a terrible review of Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't know if you guys listened to it, but it was Wait, it was, was the review horrible, or you thought the movie was horrible? I loved the movie. I was going to say, I thought the movie uh, was Yeah, the great. review was just garbage. You could have waited uh, for and I'm sorry. to review it. I am so yeah, fucking so. sorry that was our 50th episode. <laughs> uh... I regret it. So much. You should have just waited but, for us and we could all review it together. But no, episode 49. Uh, I didn't get invited to that, by the way. But I was also working that day. That was also that was a spur of the moment. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I still got Facebook. 
But these bad boys we talked about on episode 49. And uh, I figured I'd, I'd check these first two out before we got started. I read Batman and Superman. The uh, I didn't read the reprints in there because I've already read those books. But the first two stories in these number ones, actually really good. They came off kind of really classic because... Where you can tell it is tied into the continuity by the costuming and the characters and yeah. stuff. Uh, at the same time, it seems like these are just like one-off stories. Like, this is something that was happening over here. It's not connected to Rebirth no. or the wedding or any yeah. of that shit. It's just, and here's a story. Did, did you even mention that what you're talking about is the 100-page comic? No, he didn't. No, no, I didn't. I did mention we talked about them on episode 49, but yeah, we we did a big story about these Walmart DC Comics 100-page giants, Uh, but honestly, I feel like they were worth the $4.99 cover price, Uh, not only because the stories were nice and fun, and I wasn't that excited with Jim Palamati. Best thing I've ever gotten from him was The Punisher, and everything else has been hit or miss, but these were these came out pretty good. I'm really glad I picked them up. So that is my ringing review endorsement. And another fun fact about these is if you can find them, pick them up because these first issues have already climbed up to well over double the cover price. Yeah. And also, even. if you're able to steal the display. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, see here. Here's the thing about that. You stole the display. Uh, you stole the display. <laughs> the I, I did not steal it. I have... Okay, I have personally... I Just because your mom works at Walmart. Uh, it's uh, still stealing, yeah. bro. Where were you when the Millennium Falcon was getting torn up, you okay, bastard? Those you things, they are under asshole. contractual obligation to destroy. They can't mm. sell them. They can't give them away. Because if they give them away, someone else could sell them. The they are contractually obligated. of commercialism. Right. But there are some things that can be given away. Okay, all right, uh, all right. But go on so, with what you were saying about the, the books. <laughs> uh, the print run on these was fairly yeah, low. Yeah. Uh, so if you can find them, pick them up. Because finding a complete set of of all four of them is not easy. And the Teen Titans one is actually the one that's yeah. hardest to find right I, now. I found the first three. I don't have the Teen Titans one. Uh, I don't know that I'll get it either unless they restock these within the next, uh, what, they, it's probably another two weeks before well, the next They've been saying out. that they're starting to restock them. And I'm going to try to okay. check the Ashland Walmart. Yeah. They're, they're, like you said, the original stories in them, plus if you haven't read the reprinted stories, they're, oh, yeah. they're ones that are worth and reading. And so, they seem like they're, they're really good for people that are just getting into comics. Yeah, the, the reprints in these books are actually all like quality starting points for stories. And the That's best cool. thing is, they're not just leaving you high and dry with like, here's the first part of the story, go find the trade paperback. No, it looks like they're going to continue these stories. Like um, in the Batman one, uh, the first part of Hush is in there. And it leads me to believe that it's going to continue the story in the next one because each issue in the 100-page comic has this dividing page that says, what's Batman going to do here? Find out. And, you know, Find out. Batman 100 number two, you know, blah, 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 and shit. So, uh, that's, so that's really cool then, too. They're going to give you oh, yeah. full classic story arcs and shit to go off of. Now, so. Hush was like, what, a 12-part story? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Well, after this two-part story, it like Batman number two, uh, Batman Giant Size number two is going to continue the one from this, right. and then after that, they start a twelve-part story, uh, as we talked about on episode forty-nine. Remember? That yeah. makes sense. Superman's then. doing the same thing. 
I haven't read the Justice League of America one, but yeah, that first story is definitely not Justice League. It's all Wonder Woman. They should have just made it Wonder Woman right under page, you know? Uh, Like that, that still, to this day, like since we talked about it last time and I've seen them, that bothers me. Yeah. Because it advertises the entire Justice League. But it is it is a Wonder Woman story with some and of the lead members in there. Justice League stories in there. Yeah, but but yeah, the story man. in the book is Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, moving on from there, though, let's go ahead and talk about some uh, subject to change entertainment Facebook polls. Like we were talking about on episode forty nine, we started doing a video game franchise tournament. Uh, we're in the final four right Getting now. Getting some surprising results. Yeah. Uh, right now with uh, our final four, we have The Legend of Zelda going up against Super Mario Brothers. Which I knew that was going to come down to that. Really? Like, I, I, I didn't know. There were some contenders in there, man. Legend of Zelda, <coughs> it was a close run against Elder Scrolls mm-hmm. this last round. Uh, there for the longest time, it was 51-49. Yeah, and Elder Scrolls would have stomped Super Mario. I'm sorry. Oh, like, it was. Yeah, it but this could actually turn out to be a very this one. I don't know where this. I one's think gonna go. I personally feel like Legend of Zelda is going to win this one out, but I feel like it's going to be really close. Yeah, uh, and then this one is kind of weird. We have God of War going up against Pokemon. Yeah, and whoever wins these that, two matches is going to go into the finals. Those are like completely different sides of the I spectrum. Think Pokemon's going to take it. I honestly do. Honestly, because, I don't know how. I don't know how to call this. Well. One. This is why I, I think Pokemon's going to take that one, because the last poll from this previous week was insanely close, dude. It was Pokemon versus Mortal Kombat, yeah, and it came I, down... I know when I voted on it, it was 50-50 at that yeah, point. Yeah, well, it came down to Pokemon winning by 50.5. I've never seen the polls do a percentile before, but it came wow. down to 50.5 of the total at the time of like counting it all up, 107 votes. It's nuts. Damn. Yeah. So that was like right down. I feel like, honestly, I feel like it's going to be about that close with God of War and I Pokemon. don't think so, man. I think Pokemon's got way more clout than God of War does. I think it, as far as clout goes, yeah. Like, yeah. Pokemon goes back a lot farther than God of War. Right. But especially with this newest one. I was going to say, especially uh, like you God have, of War you have has that picked freshness up. of that new God of yeah. War. Well, and here's what I've been noticing. A lot of people who comment after they've voted are seeming to treat these on merit-based, like, their own personal experience and stuff. People yeah. are being very fair with their votes as far as I can tell. Yeah. So when it comes down to that, honestly, I don't see people putting a... a entire game franchise where the last one really stunned them over top of two decades yeah. worth of entertainment like, yeah consistently loving Which, a franchise i'm actually kind of surprised that metroid won over mega man in that round yeah that was that odd. surprised me like, uh, i mean i voted mega man because but that was a hard decision metroid's a good gaming franchise but that what well, they had two big misses there in the middle oh huge and it like they damn near killed the franchise uh so. metroid prime was the gamecube and the ones they put out after that yeah you you I, don't hear anything about you could argue mega man has been derivative to a certain point like yeah. especially after mega man x but at least like it's a consistency it's like oh this yeah. is no better or worse than the last one they're not shitty games they're just eh they're on the you know? same yeah uh, so they're they're mega man games and you know you ask a you ask a fan of the mega man and the metroid franchises you you're going to have people listing off their favorite mega man right. boss fights right you know which 
you know those those names like Bomberman and Gutsman, like stuff. Some of those classic right. ones are a lot more memorable than trying to think of the name they, for the big fucking love, pterodactyl monster in Metroid. You know why I love Bubble Man? Because fuck Bubble Man. And why is he so late? Like, why are we trying now with Bubble Man? He should have been number one in this whole string and shit. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, let's go ahead and move on from video games to video games. Uh, because wow. yeah, that's a that's a really good shift. I, I you know I really think those two. Things I don't see how you could. I honestly didn't see how you could segue into those two things. That's why I got my own show. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we uh, the only trailer we really had that was worth looking at uh, this week was the new Pokemon Let's Go trailer. Uh, it shows off a lot more of the game elements, uh, some stuff we had questioned uh, when we were talking about it before during E3 and stuff. Uh, and I got a list of some of this stuff here. One, you will have a rival, like classic games of old. Uh, it seems like the game is going to start out like all the classic Game Boy versions with Professor Oak giving you your starter Pokemon, catching you before you go off in the big grass and shit. Uh, do, do you get to pick with... Uh... Like your three, uh, no, I I believe, and I, I yeah, it. I think it is Pikachu like or... depending on the game you choose. Let's go Pikachu or let's go Eevee, and it's, it's going to be one of those two okay. uh, as a standard. So I did I, I did see during the trailer there was a point where it's like there's a Charmander following you, then a, a, a Squirtle yeah. following you. I just didn't know if you were able to choose from those those, those three like right. the classics anyway. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's you get them both. At the, the, at the head of the game that would be very interesting because you are you're not wrong yeah and those areas where you see Charmander Bulbasaur and Squirtle running with you they seem like early areas judging from my <laughs> but those uh, yeah from my recollection of the old red blue and yellow games those seem yeah. like earlier yeah. parts of the game so. uh, one of the areas I seem seem to recognize as being on the way after the forest on your way to Pewter City yeah yeah, so, so yeah, you might be right there. You might get to choose one of the three because it did show the part with the three pokeballs in front of him, yeah, mm-hmm. and him picking one. But in unless it goes the route of the show, and it's like you don't or, get to pick or one Pokemon of the, or, yeah. Yellow. Uh, yeah. so, you know, you're too late or whatever, yeah. all that's left is this asshole Pikachu. Yeah, and so <laughs> who knows? We'll, we'll see when the game comes out, but um. Moving on here, you can also bond and play with your partner, and they really throw that home. Like the Pikachu or the Eevee, they're your partner. They're not, they're not your Pokemon. They're not yeah. your possession. It's yeah, yeah. They they're you can make them have home. a fucking fly ass haircut. <laughs> see, now here here's yeah. my other here's another question that I've been kind of thinking of. Okay, let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee. Now is this going to are you going to be able to evolve that Pikachu? Are you going to be able no, to evolve I, that No, and that's Eevee? one thing I do know. It has been stated that they're, they're Pikachu and they're Eevee. That's for so sure. you can't Why evolve you the Eevee? Eevee if you can't fucking evolve it. Right. That, like, come no, fuck on. The like, whole, you I, have to be you, allowed to evolve that Eevee at some point. The whole motivation behind that Eevee being there, too, is because the only foil to Ash's Pikachu was fucking Gary's Eevee. Yeah in the show and so that's that's, that's why it's easy 
but uh, you can interact with them just like you could in recent DC, uh, or uh, not DC, but I'm sorry, DS games. But it's not clear if this is exclusive to just Pikachu or Eevee, uh, because in the DS games, you can interact with all your Pokemon, yeah. feed them candies, and yeah. like play with them and shit. So. Now that also applies to the, the Go like the yeah. Go Park thing, right? Yeah. You can interact with them and do stuff with them. Which, well. which I have found out about that Go Park thing because we were talking about that before. You are going to be able to transfer those Pokemon Go Pokemon from the Go Park to your actual game and use them. But it's after a certain level, like mm-hmm. after you've reached makes, so far in the game. That's that's okay because yeah, yeah. like some of the Pokemon that you can get in Pokemon Go, like right now, I have a a bunch of legendary Pokemon. Yeah. You know, like Lugia, the legendary birds, like powerhouse Pokemon that's like you transfer over well, you know <laughs> yeah. what? I'm gonna go up against Peter City Gym with a fucking, fucking Dragonite and smash I I stopped playing about two or three months in. Yeah, I know. So, I don't, uh, popping up all of my uh my memories right now from two years ago is like right? fucking like right at the beginning of. I really all thought we would it. all be all about it forever. That game. I, I mean, I real quick. I still I, play I, a little I bit. I waited longer than you did to get. You did, yeah. Game. Well, no, I like I saw the writing on the wall. I knew where it was going. I was like, even if they introduce battling, I'm gonna be get beaten every single battle. I'm never gonna fucking take a gym. I'm never gonna get to do any of the outside fun shit that everyone else is gonna get to do. All I'll get to do is catch Pokemon. Yeah. See, and I was like, this just does not seem worth running up my data package or running up my time and getting obsessed over. Mm-hmm. I could just go home and play. Pokemon on my fucking DS. See, yeah. that one of the last updates they did took care of a lot of the gym issues. Mm. Well, but, it wasn't so much that. It was my ability to grow in the game. My my ability to make time to grow in the game and shit. Everyone right. was just blazing past me in the oh, first yeah. month. Oh, yeah. And like, so, right at the beginning, it was fine. But, yeah. like, after a few months in, like, I started realizing fast, like, oh, shit. Like, I'm way behind. I'm not taking anything away from Pokemon Go. It's a phenomenon. It's still going strong. I mean, they, they've tied it into this game, which is just going to give it new life. Oh, yeah. Pokemon Go is awesome. I had fun with what I did. I Again, I just saw the writing on the wall. It wasn't for me. You know? Right. Yeah. But uh, another thing that is in this, you also get to ride a few select larger Pokemon. In the trailer alone, we get to see Onix, Arcanine, Charizard, and Lapras on water, obviously. Yeah. But uh, there have to be a few more in there that we just haven't seen I'm sure, yet. Well, because in uh, in the last one, what was it, Sun and Moon, Yeah. Uh, you had the capabilities to ride these different Pokemon, and each of the different Pokemon had their own kind of specific thing that they did. Yeah, like, they could, like, you could ride Tauros and move twice as fast as, like, a running Pokemon. And bust through boulders and uh, shit. Uh, Charizard uh, did something was, different. I don't know the name of the the big-ass dog, but he could sniff out hidden yeah, items for you Yeah, there shit. was one, like, you could find hidden items. No. No, no, no. It was uh, like a fourth generation. Pretty much, if it's not the first generation, I don't know. Yeah. And this, and actually, Bob, this is great for you because this is all first gen. It looked like it was all first gen, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I am kind of excited for that. The only, like, later generation things that are going to be in this is you can transfer Alolan form Pokemon from Pokemon Go. Because a lot of those are first gen Pokemon, so they're mm-hmm. like two different color Rattatas, and one of them's a dark and normal type, and the other one's just the normal one we all Which, know. if you so, think about that, you know, how, how are they going to be doing like the typing 
for all this. Like, yeah. is oh, it's gonna is Magnemite just going to be electric, or is it going to be electric and steel like I'm it sure is in the newer gonna generations? I'm sure they're going to things because, you know, here we are in, in the eighth generation or whatever. You know, so I'm sure, like, yes, it's we're going to have steel and dark and all those types are going to be included. We're just not going to see, like, second-gen Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So, oh, and actually speaking to the whole finding items thing, the Pokemon you select to follow you, because Pikachu rides on your shoulder, Eevee yeah, rides you on your head. Yeah, you actually have one following you. As yeah, well. and then I you can have that, one yeah. running around with you. That little bastard's going to be able to find hidden items as you're walking along, and uh, cool. it's going to go like, hey, look at this shit, and then you go over there, and hey, you're like, oh, there's oh, a box of porn in the woods. Right? <laughs> 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 Hashtag communal porno. <laughs> if you type that in, Hashtag communal porno. It will take you to one post that I made this week. <laughs> uh, Instagram, by the way. But And finally, trading uh, will play a part in the game, actually, both locally and online. So we're, cool. we're even getting So that. Wonder Trade. Right. Well, it, it's, <laughs> it's actually like, I assume it's going to work. Well, Wonder Trade, but I assume the local trading is going to work much like it does with the Game Boy. Your buddy brings over their... Switch like, with the link? game, yeah, yeah. Uh, you link uh, via Bluetooth or whatever, and you can trade right then and there, man. I'm straight still my son's fucking That's, switch for this game. It's so great, but I am really glad, so fucking glad that I went and spent about four hundred dollars because I bought a switch. Oh, you finally get one? I yeah, I went ahead and bought a switch, which I had intended to get for the boys, anyways. And I spent $100 on the uh, Pokeball, Joy-Con, and game combo. The point where the boys finally come over to play the Switch, you're not going to let them have it. Fuck no. Uh, My Switch, motherfuckers. I'm going to be, air quotes, showing them how to play the whole time. Dad, it's been seven hours. Can I please? Well, let me just show you how to beat the seventh gym, okay? (laughs) You're really going to need to know that before you start playing the game. Wait, don't you kids like watching other people play video games? Right? Look at Dave TDM. And that's a thing. Why can't kids watch us play fucking video games if they're just going to sit there and waste hours watching fucking PewDiePie do it? Like, come on. Come on. Come on. Hey, we just went into this earlier. Let's not rehash this depressing topic. Number 29. Come on. Come on. Ah. Yeah. Move it along. Let's get into the news. Uh, we news? actually... Oh, ooh. Uh, Let's wait, get into you the bring nudes. Some, did you bring some nudes, No, about? but I'll start stripping. All right. Well, why should this episode be any different? All right. <laughs> Odo's got the tits out and everything. You got my um, belly button now. It's hot enough in here. He probably wants to take his shirt off for sure. I'm good now. Okay, so first of all, Entertainment Weekly, they had a lot of first looks released this week. Uh, They regularly do uh, interviews with cast and crew of upcoming films in which they usually show some unseen pictures. Recently, they did uh, these ones. The first of all, and I actually have them... uh, here, I, I know not exactly actually, what you're talking about. Not at which is what? Which I, is what? I, I what, do, what do you think the first one is talking about? <laughs> first one, I'm going to guess the first one is Shazam. 
No. You are wrong. You are wrong. Oh, Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, Godzilla, God. King of the Monsters. Mm. We got this little picture here. Director Michael Daughtry talked a little bit about the film, stating that the world is reacting to Godzilla in the same way we would react to any other terrifying incident, in that we are overreacting. <laughs> uh, so some, is, this, is this tying into the Godzilla movie that came out a few years ago? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Actually, okay. some other key notes uh, that are about the film. Godzilla hasn't been seen in over four years, actually. And he's going to be taking on the likes of Mothra, the three-headed King Ghidorah, and Rodan. Awesome. Have you seen the concept? Except for uh, Rodan? No, I have not. Oh, yet. it's yeah, yeah, yeah. so badass, Logan. But this is actually uh, not only is this a legitimate sequel to uh, the 2014 Godzilla. This is also tied into the Kong Skull Island. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, film that. that's supposed to I was be really happening hoping after you were going to say the Godzilla from. What was it, 2000? With uh, Matthew Brock. No, but uh, Godzilla Final Wars from like a while back was. Was that the animated shit? No, no, no. It was was a legitimate Toho-produced Godzilla sequel in which it's basically like all the different kaiju and Godzilla's fucking killing them all. And this fight takes place in Australia. And it's literally this. Godzilla... And then the fucking Iguana Godzilla from Godzilla 2000 are facing down. Iguana Godzilla rushes him. I hearing about that. He flips him over and throws him into the Australian Music Hall. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> Blows the shit out of him with some fucking uh, atomic breath. And that's it. That's the whole fight. Nailed him. He's done. And now that Godzilla is dead forever. <laughs> According to canon. But uh, yeah, no, this this film will be the third in the series leading to Godzilla vs. King Kong. This one. Uh, I, I... After that, yeah, we got, we got a first look at Venom. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Look, pretty sleek. He is so comic accurate at this point. Like, yeah. the, the huge toothy so grin. So, he so we're talking about a wet film here. Like, I, I just think, to ruin some of our people's day. I mean, it's a moist film. So, I moist. mean, as soon as they announced Tom Hardy, I already knew it was going to be moist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this moist. one, in my personal opinion, this one's less of a first look because. All right, we've, that's already, we've already seen it. Yeah, that, that last trailer. trailer we have, we practically but that, got this that was a that was more of a glimpse. This is a good like. No, that was a good look. Yeah, that, well, that was as good of a look as this. This we, one looks clean. We're in 2018. They can show us a, a millisecond, and we're gonna see good fucking screenshots, yeah. still shots. Well, like he said, this was a good clean still image. It looks yeah. it looks like the the uh, visual effects work wasn't quite done in the trailer compared to this because this yeah. looks legit. This looks real. Oh, I feel yeah. like that last trailer was definitely a response to everybody. I'm sorry, I'm just making a bunch of noise. <laughs> I right. feel like that last trailer was a, a big response to like everybody talking about that first trailer. There's no like, venom. There's no venom. Right. Well, yeah, but I mean, also, I think that last trailer was all we need moving forward. Mm, it well, really good. is. You already got me in the theater. We don't need another one. I was say, don't they, show me anymore. They they yeah, gave dude. us exactly enough of story, plot, and venom. Well, yeah. speaking to that point, uh, in the interview with director uh, Ruben uh, 
Fleischer. I gotta fuck someone's name up every episode, so... No, you got that one. Oh, I got that one. Alright, cool. Uh, the movie is actually gonna focus on the unusual relationship uh, and the ways that Eddie and Venom will try to work together. So, we do get a little more of, like, here's a core story element, which I guess comic fans could've put together easily yeah. enough, but yeah, for those unwary, those unfamiliar with the, the storied past of these characters... Uh, that's actually pretty good information for him, knowing that not only is there this, like, government lab doing some shit, but here comes a, a, an own, like, internal force, an internal relationship going on just between our main character or characters, depending on how you look at it. I say characters. Cause I'd say characters, mm-hmm. yeah. Venom is his own thing, and yeah. Brock is the the They ride. are separate entities. Yeah. I like to think of that as, like, follow-up to Dark Knight Rises and Bane goes off and acquires <laughs> symbiote. And... I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, so we're just going to move Hardy. along. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, Tom Hardy. <laughs> Sometimes I forget Tom Hardy was Bane because his face is not right there. He did face. all the acting with his oh, hey, eyes, on, man. You, you, his voice is, <laughs> is just like how it is in, in real life. It's, right. it's, He's always talking <laughs> like this. He sounds like Sean Connery. He's always Sean Connery. Connery. Indy, I'm about to blow this. <laughs> Indy, no one references last crusade, dude. You were born. <laughs> no one ever fucking Indy, makes a reference you to last merely adapted the museum. I was born <laughs> in it. Molded by it. <laughs> news to move on to we uh but before we do that we're still gonna look at one more ew reveal boom this picture oh God, from shazam yes. wow this was my favorite one of all of these that came out because one i was already real uh, did you guys see that uh like uh the advertisement thing from some sort of thing where you're drinking out of a like a like a to-go cup of yeah slurpee. it's like yeah, a slurpee yeah, yeah. or something yeah yeah that already it gives you the like, childish feel to it like this does yeah. the same thing mm-hmm. yeah because he's right here he's hanging out with freddie outside of a convenience store and they're just chugging a fucking, fucking pack colas. of cola yeah. yeah it's fucking just it's shazam Mm. This is this this feels like what Shazam and his best buddy Freddy would be doing outside of a convenience store, and I got to assume that this is sometime like very shortly after he gets his powers. Like right now, oh, yeah. this is during the montage where he's just having fun with it. But uh, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that at all. Uh, but also, when talking about the suit, uh, director David Sandberg said. I don't know if the suit is crazy big. If you look at some of the others, look at Batman, and yeah. that was, like that's the only thing a lot of people are taking away from this or any other pictures of Shazam is that the suit's obviously fake. Well, Shazam is a ridiculously big character, anyways. Yeah. He's meant to be over exaggerated, and I don't know if this is actually a part of any Shazam canon, but I think it's because it's like. I think it's an ultra hyper version of what Billy Batson thinks a hero is. I think that's yeah. what Shazam looks like. And so the form is built out of his imagination. And because Billy Batson is a big fan of Superman, this is kind of like Superman on roids. 
And that's what he's he's become. And so if the suit looks ridiculously big, that's because that's what he imagines Superman yeah. as, is ridiculously big. Mm-hmm. Plus also look at Batman and Superman's outfits. Yeah. You, Batman, Batman's costume, the mold of it was from this fucking like, insanely big bodybuilder. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, and you can argue Batman's because it's like, okay, well he's got extra padding in there, there's armor and shit. Yeah. But look at Superman's. Any version of Henry Cavill in that costume has always been like edged and it's obviously not all him. Like, don't get me wrong, he's jacked and they Cavill's made it a fucking jacked ass. And suit. they made yeah. it as form fitted as possible, but the way those edge lines <coughs> go yeah. is fucking fake. And oh, I've known yeah. that since Man of Steel. Never had a problem with it. But now Shazam's coming out and everyone's picking it apart. Well, you, never have, you never had a problem with the costume or Man of Steel? Because I know you don't have any problems with Man of Steel, right? I, yeah, either. I don't have a. I don't have a problem with. It. I really don't. I love Man of Steel. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of that film. I can I can recall okay. back to like three years ago of us there's, sitting in my shed and like us having this heated argument about fucking Man of Steel. There's one thing I have a problem with, and it, it like Is it the, Jonathan. Jonathan. Kent. Eh. Pocket. Yeah, Pocket was yeah. eh. Uh, on the total, but the biggest thing involves Pod Ken, and that's when the fucking tornado. Yeah, well, that's what I was Bull to. shit, he can't save him. Bull shit, he can't save him. Are we getting into this again? Because that is for another time. We don't have time for that. Well, go, go, going back to this, you know, one thing that's been bothering the fuck out of me. You go through and read on these comment sections on. Facebook. Oh, I don't even fucking read the comments. Everyone is like, oh, they made a big mistake by not casting John Cena. Yeah, I understand. If you (sighs) threw John Cena into a Shazam costume, it would look good. Yeah. But it's John Cena's acting skills. Granted, this guy here, I don't know if I've ever seen anything... Yeah, I I can't I can't really speak to this guy's chops either, but... The only thing I've seen John Cena in, he was playing a drug dealer. I have seen John Cena in a few things. I, I will say this. His comedic timing is awesome. Yeah. I love his comedic yeah. timing. There is a reason why he's one of the most popular and prolific WWE stars. Because he can sell a crowd and shit. I don't know about drama so much. Uh, when I saw him in his first two film roles, which were the WWE films 12 Rounds and uh, The Marine... Hated those films. Hated them so much. But I have loved him in everything that's been coming out lately. I'm actually excited to see Blockers. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I wanted to see it in theaters. I didn't get the chance, but I'm going to watch that movie. He looks hilarious in it. He was hilarious in um, Trainwreck, the yeah. Amy Schumer film. He was awesome in that. So if they put John Cena in this, I think it would have been an alright decision. I could have gotten on board, but I would have been a little leery. I, I mean, who would, like, who I would seriously cast a wrestler in any kind of Shazam role? Oh, wait. <laughs> well, oh, wait. Wait a minute. You're <laughs> thinking of a basketball player. <laughs> no, no. no, I'm talking about The no. Rock as Black Adam. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got actually news about that coming up yeah. later. But, uh, uh, I feel like... John Cena, though, he would have been able to tap into that childish aspect. Yeah, and that's that's what I was about to say, was that with this, this is going to be a much more family-friendly, fun film. I think John Cena could pull that weight. Oh, yeah, he's been doing those kind of movies. And they may be... Like mis- Cockblockers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Or Picture of a Rooster Blockers. <laughs> yeah. I love that it originally was Cockblockers. Well, it's like... And you remember Zack and Mary? It was originally Zack and Zach Mary, Mary making porno, porno, and now it's just called Zack and Mary. Motherfucking because of, of home of release, they changed it for home release. I think it was Walmart was the biggest reason. With yeah, the, I think so. Uh, 
But it was, uh, it, it may have been they missed out, but I think this is going to be fine. This guy looks yeah, fine. I'm pretty fucking excited yeah. for it, honestly. Uh, yeah, when, I, when's I'm the release date for it? Huh? When's the release date for Shazam? 2019, I know that. Okay. Later in, uh, early 2019, like probably that blockbuster area of like May or April, something mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, you would have thought I would have put down the release date for each one of these eh, movies, but uh, I'm that good. Well, you know. maybe, maybe we're just going to need to find a new showrunner, I guess. Fuck. Good luck with that. You're going to be fucking texting me about all sorts of shit, and I'm going to be like, sorry, read comics, kid. <laughs> no, no, what, no. That, the that comics don't those, tell me when the movie's coming out. That would just be one of those. So, what are we talking about tonight? I don't know. Let's just wing it. Just start making up the news as we go. So Stan Lee has found an age-reversing potion. He's in his 30s again, writing and comics. And he's writing the next Superman movie. A curious case of Stan Button. <laughs> Stan Button. <laughs> Alright, moving on from there. Uh, we got another Spawn casting announcement. Yes, this is, did. This is really cool. Yeah. Jeremy Renner is signed to portray homicide detective Maximilian Twitch Williams. Also uh, known as Hawkeye. Uh, Wait. <laughs> nope, you got that wrong. <laughs> According to Deadline, uh, Twitch will be at the center of the film's story as one of Spawn's primary allies in his war against hell. Which is which is so cool that they're like incorporating this kind of stuff yeah. in. Because there are, there's a shitload of people out there. They they know who Spawn is, they vaguely know what he's about and all that, but you mentioned Sam and Twitch. Are we getting Sam in this film as well? If we're getting Twitch, we have to get Sam. Well, okay, wasn't there an announcement a while back that Kevin Smith was supposed to be directing a Sam and Twitch show? Was it Sam and Twitch? Well, there was an idea they were trying to shop it around, but they haven't gotten it off the ground There was an idea for a Sam and Twitch show. I can't remember if it was Kevin Smith. I'm like 99. No, it was definitely Kevin Smith was involved with the project. I knew he was involved. I didn't know if he was going to be directing the whole thing. Or, but with them or doing this film, I seriously don't see them putting that out now. Well, I, I, I feel like it's going to be separate actors. Yeah, I feel like this is doing that, but like especially for for something like Spawn and some of the yeah. Spawn affiliated characters. I don't know if that'd be the best idea. Yeah, because seriously, what gives this thing wings is gonna be the diehards, I, like people like you, Odal. I'm a fan of Spawn, but I'm not like I don't know what you know, right? And so I'm gonna go see it because I'm I'm a fan of the concept of Spawn and what I do know. You're gonna go see it because you're a diehard, but like someone off to the left of us, not gonna not gonna care at all. Yeah, They're, they might see a trailer and be like, that looks gnarly. I might go see it. Although they won't use the word gnarly because I'm trapped in some other fucking dimension. <laughs> They're going to see it like, and ask where Don Lakuzabo. Have you seen what they announced the budget for this was? No, it was no. fairly low, wasn't it? Uh, we were talking about this the other night. The number that I saw of the budget for this film was $12 million. Damn! That is insanely low. Yeah. They're but, on like 90% practical effects with that budget. Well, I was going to say, you got to think, if they go practical suit, they go like pretty much practical on location instead of building, you know, Green millions screen. of dollars worth of sets mm. and all this and that, and they go more like practical, like pet, I want to say paranormal, but like yeah. hell-based creatures, like whatever he's going to be going up against, if they go to the But more... still, like, if you want to do those right, that's not cheap, but it's no. cheaper than CG. Yeah. yeah. So, 
you know, I, I feel like a $12 million budget with already you have Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Renner, who are two yeah. pretty big names right now. Todd McFarlane. That's Todd like ten McFarlane million dollars worth of your budget is just going to pay those. <laughs> yeah, I More mean that's that's a decent chunk of a budget right there. Like depending right. on how much their contract was for and all that, you know that's yeah unknown. But it can be done, right? And we've gotten great movies that have been low budget movies, right? And like I, again, I haven't seen anything confirming the budget yet or not, but. Uh, it, Man, I am surprised if it's going to be that low, like for real, because there's still so much to cast. Oh, like yeah. I said, if you're going to have Twitch, you got to have Sam. So we still have yet to hear who's going to play Sam and shit. So, but getting back to uh, what our story is about here, the the thing, uh, of course, Twitch is going to play a big part of this. With Todd McFarlane writing, he's not writing this for the casual moviegoer. He's writing this for the Spawn no. fan. And how many yeah. years have you heard about like him holding off because he wants to do it right? His way. Like, he yeah, wants to do it the way. Not pandering to the studio. Exactly. I, I'm pretty excited for this. Uh, my only mm-hmm. worry, I was talking to Odo about this the other night, is like how well will McFarlane's directing skills be? Right. You gotta wonder if he's gonna bring anyone in to kind of help him. I would. I hope he does. Because this would be his directorial debut. Yeah, it it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the only concerning thing so far is is the fact that he's directing it. But I know he loves his characters enough to try. And that's the only saving grace for me because I mean that's exactly what I was saying to Odell the other night. The only concern I have, aside from now, like learning about budget and stuff, it's like yeah, that's gonna seem kind of tight. Is how well will McFarlane be able to direct this? Right. And even if, but even since if it, it is his, it's his babies. Yeah, it's his passion. Even if di- directorially it's garbage, I'm gonna walk away knowing he at least tried his hardest. Yeah, like, yeah. Because of what the project is. So moving on from there, though, uh, we got another really cool casting story. Billy D. Mm-hmm. Williams is coming back to Star Wars. The Hollywood Reporter confirmed this. Uh, he's going to reprise his role as Lando Calrissian in Star Wars Episode Nine. How do you guys feel about this? I think they should have just casted uh, Danny Glover and just... Well, <laughs> you mean Donald Glover? Donald. Well, no, Danny Glover. Danny Glover. <laughs> he's he's getting too Danny old for this shit. <laughs> uh, They're just I... casting Donald Glover just aged him. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the whole team. Randomly Lando, Lando Calrissian was some other old black guy. <laughs> They're like, whatever, we're gonna kill him in this film anyways. So yeah. <laughs> They're part of the original cast for I was gonna say, anyway. I, I saw a meme the other day. It was Mickey Mouse dressed as death going into uh, Harrison Ford's dressing room and then coming out with a trail of blood. Going into Mark Hamill's dressing room, coming out with a trail of blood, and knocking on on his door. That oh, is, Billy Dee's yeah. door? Yeah. But uh, I, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I I think it should have been in the last film. It's yeah. about time for them to kill off another key player from the original I trilogy. Mean, they, they still have Leia. And they gotta figure all that <laughs> they out. They gotta anyway. figure that out. <laughs> wow. I love that Rain Johnson was like, you know what, JJ? That one's your problem. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I feel like that's... Well, that's well, it kind of feels like there's a behind-the-scenes feud between Ryan Johnson and fucking JJ... With like, oh, you know all that shit that you're building up in Force Awakens? Well, guess what? Ray's, Ray is, has no parents. 
and this is this, this is that. Well, Luke, kill him off. Fuck it all. Like, he just straight went through and fucked JJ. Now JJ's I burnt this house down. Good luck setting up a fucking shack. <laughs> oh, now that the house is burned down, Thanksgiving dinner's tonight. Figure it out, JJ. That's not terrible, though, because, you know, that just means that the challenge for JJ, Empire ended in a very, like, down note, like, where the fuck do our heroes go from here? So, you know, that just means that we've got more Uh, to build out of. Speaking of uh, episode nine casting, uh, Carrie Russell. Yeah, 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 that that was a thing, too. Um, I think it's cool. Some people are saying Ray's parents, but that's what they've gone Eh. with, like, when they cast... Everybody. Anybody. Well, Billy D. Williams is probably raised dad. <laughs> or when mom. Cast, I'm not here to judge. When they cast Laura Dern in uh, episode eight, yeah. people are saying Ray's parents. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't think it's gonna be that. I, I think, think it's really Snoke just... is Snoke and Jar Jar are probably raised parents. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't know how that works out, and I can't say that I've seen a single female Gungan, so <laughs> Well, there's probably some kind of parody porn out there that could explain it all. Oh, yeah. Well, Rule rule 34 has got this whole thing on lock already. It's, it's already got it all figured out. <laughs> you look at Rule 34, it's probably a fucking stormtrooper. Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. it's just a clone. A clone. Oh, yeah, well, well, that was the popular theory during Episode 7. I think that's been thrown out by now. But uh, what the fuck was I going to say? Uh, uh, moving along, father, <laughs> Carrie Russell. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, Carrie yeah. Russell. No, I think Carrie Russell is just JJ wanting to play with his friends because they it have is. they have a history. Fucking Felicity. Oh, Felicity. Felicity. Felicity ran. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly or, think uh, it's just him hanging out with his friends. On which one. Mission Impossible was it that she was in? Number three. Yeah, yeah. Bum, Mission Impossible three. Bum, bum. I think it was her head that exploded. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same thing happens in episode nine. This exactly. is gonna be Billy D. Williams it's right there. Get back he, her head explodes. He gets caught in a blast, dies. They're bringing in Tom Cruise. He gets hit by a piece of her skull and it kills him. <laughs> and then her jawbone goes flying across the room and takes him out. Yeah. Uh. Fuck me. This is why we're not writing these. <laughs> Could you imagine well, if we did? <laughs> we uh, you not. know, after episode nine, I think they should just do this like whole fan initiative and be like, "All right, guys, fine. You hated our new fucking trilogy. We're gonna hand the reins over to you guys. We're gonna no. give you like hundred million dollar budgets. You we'll been, see have you, you been listening? Have we're you been Disney. listening to Daily? We got the money. Have you been listening to Weekly Planet? Where they're uh, talking yeah, about that that fan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God, the fan funded re- uh, proposed remake of the Last Jedi. There's... They've already they've already raised a hundred million dollars. Oh, it's a scam. It's such a fucking oh, right? scam. Because one, they know Disney is never gonna fucking accept that. No. Disney stands by their shit. Oh yeah. They're never gonna be like, oh, okay, they we'll give you official by... licensing for your fucking fan film. Look at how fucked up. Pinocchio is. They stand by that shit. Look how racist Dumbo is. They yeah. stand by that shit. <laughs> yeah. You don't like The Last Jedi? Oh, you don't Fuck like Dumbo? You. Here's a live action. <laughs> right? <laughs> I would not put it past Tim Burton to put the racist gross back in there. Oh, I'm not whatsoever. I especially you Tim uh, but no, yeah, you, you don't like The Last Jedi? Fuck you. <laughs> you know what? 
Tell you what, we'll take a billion we made from that and burn it in a fucking pile. That's what we think about it. We're while giving you the middle fingers. No. We're fucking Disney. <laughs> they were like, you know what? All that money we made from this, we're gonna buy a fox. You know what? We're not gonna do. We're not gonna make an X Men movie because fuck you. Right. We're gonna make a Family Guy movie. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna fund a fuck. Uh, here's the thing: they're gonna fund an X Men porno parody, and then you're like. Okay, well, you know what? They made it. I might as well watch it, as if you weren't going to fucking anyways. But you watch it, and it's literally just Bob Iger giving you the fucking middle figure, the double bird, for two and a half hours. Way longer than you need for a porno parody. Just two and a half hours. You need about two and a half minutes. He's wearing a fucking... Star Wars t-shirt the whole no that's the only thing that's the only clothing that changes hands he changes t-shirts every now and again Star Wars like, Marvel X-Men X- 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 <laughs> <laughs> the whole time that everyone he takes off he just tosses it in a garbage can that's on fire <laughs> <laughs> on their Instagram they post a picture of like decapitated Fantastic Four and they're like fuck you <laughs> I want to go to Baston we were way too. We, we got way on track of So, uh, back to Lando. Nope. <laughs> we're on to the Robocop sequel now. <laughs> uh, Deadline confirmed the sequel is coming, and it will be directed by Neil Blomkamp, who directed Dr- District 9, Elysium, and Chappie. So. Uh, two of those movies I've watched, two of those movies I actually enjoyed. Two of those movies I have seen and got great reviews. I have not seen Chappie and I've Me heard either. bad things. But I've, I've heard mixed. Yeah. Uh, the writers behind the original film, uh, Ed Newmeyer and Michael Miner, will wait, be wait, serving. Wait, 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 wait. The original original? The original okay, original. Okay. Uh, will be serving as produ- producer and executive producer and will be written by Justin Rhodes, who happens to have written the upcoming new Terminator film. But awesome. there have been no cast announcements made. And this is this is a uh, sequel to the remake. Now, see, that's the weird right? thing. They, or they is have it a sequel not, to the original? They have not clarified, but... Are they pulling a Terminator here? I don't know what they're doing here. I, I, I don't know if this is going to be a sequel to the remake. Which would make sense. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I it. it. When I did the sort of my review, Old versus New, I actually ended up siding with the remake over the original. Uh, because the original is data as fuck. It, it really is. is. Uh, it is. But whether this is a sequel to the original or a remake, it, yeah. that's not been clarified yet. But I think with like the original writers being executive producers mm-hmm. and, and all that, you could argue maybe they are trying the Terminator thing. Because the new Terminator film, that is a direct sequel to From T2. Two. And, They're mean, erasing and everything Halloween. in between. And Halloween as well. Right. Halloween's going to be, the new Halloween movie's going to be a direct sequel from the original Halloween. Right. Everything in between that doesn't fucking exist. Yeah, so it's it's not unlike Hollywood to pull this right yeah. now. And so we'll, I guess we'll just have to wait and see for more information to come out. Uh, again, I personally, I would rather it be a reboot sequel. Yeah. yeah and Because and, I didn't hate it. No, it I actually awesome. really enjoyed it. I'm probably one of the... We were both, obviously, probably some of the few that actually really enjoyed it. Right. Everybody else... I mean, I understand nostalgia factor, but sometimes you have to get past that. Yeah. To be like, is it really... Is the original the really name is the bad. thing you're getting hung up on? Here. Yeah, you're not you're not connecting to the characters because guess what? It's not the original actors. And I mean, we could cast all the original actors, but they're all gonna be old <laughs> yeah. as fuck. Uh, we don't want that. I mean, Red Foreman's still around though. He died in the first film though. 
So? It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, he's Bring another RoboCop. Right. He's the other RoboCop. Which I love his character in the ranch, completely off subject. Oh, God, the stoner. Yeah. <laughs> stoner who's dying of cancer. I love that he's a stoner in this. Well, when... <laughs> he's a stoner who's dying of cancer and just does not give a fuck. No, and it's amazing to watch him just be so chill. Real off subject. Have you watched this whole season? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. How? The ending? Yeah. It, 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 the, whole, the whole season, I'm like... Okay, they they might do something to deal with Danny. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then, because... And that was the thing. Everyone was like, he got fired. He's not going to be in the next season. I was like, no, no, no. They filmed the whole there, fucking yeah. season. Yeah, he's going to be in there. How are they going to deal with this? The way they ended that season? Perfect. Oh, and yeah. You want to know what we're talking about? Go watch it. It's a great fucking show. Anyway. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Sam Elliott. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever bring him back. Maybe they'll take a season break. I hope they do. I think they'll take God. a season break just to let everything die down, yeah. and then they'll bring him back in the next one, if they are intend on going that far, which I yeah. I could see them doing. Yeah. Man, I could watch this series for the rest of my fucking life. Dude, it's <laughs> a great series. It really is. <laughs> Odell, you need to watch it. I you know. really do. Like, there, there are so many shows that I have in my back. Backlog like Supernatural. I'm trying to. I'm to still pushing through Supernatural. I took a long break that. from Super, Supernatural because I'm starting to get burnt out on it. I haven't even like here recently. I've been season. picking it's at it. It's not a bingeable show. It isn't. It is for to a certain point, but mm. then like like I, I binged a couple seasons like yeah. within like a couple weeks time. But by that point, it was like I gotta just I, start I, taking I a week to week. Just start taking a week to week, and, like, and you'll find yourself getting more. I think into I'm in the middle of like season six. Or any season, season six. anything that's gone more than like seven seasons, you're yeah. gonna have some. Different I have points. been watching fucking Cloak and Dagger, and I'm on episode three or four. I'm on episode two. three. I or I just I, hit. I know for sure I've night. watched all of the first three episodes. Yeah. I don't think I've tapped into episode four yet. I can't remember if I watched it's episode four. Yet. I like yeah, it, dude. It's really, really good. I I love that they're taking their time getting these two together. Yeah. And shit, oh, yeah. See, oh, I'm not starting oh. that until I'm done with Luke Cage. Whatever. You, and, yeah, that's another thing. He hasn't even got to the good episode. You, you may be got to the hero for hire episode. You may be playing with fire. That look, Luke Cage is gonna be there. Boot up Hulu. Watch fucking Cloak and Dagger because, because this may be one of those ones that they cycle they, out yeah, the episodes. Yeah, yeah. They Start, just they've put already got seven like seven episodes. They have on. one through episode seven. One is still on there, but they might wind up starting knocking them you off. You don't know. You never know what game these guys are going to play. I have a computer. Yeah. You're part of the problem. <laughs> you fucking part of I know the that we're getting way off subject here, but Cloak and Dagger, the episode where his father brings him to the place where they're beaten, mm-hmm. and yeah. he finds the cloak, dude. Oh, that, dude, I almost teared up during that. Like, um, uh, Yeah, I'm I'm loving how much I'm loving that show. Me too, dude. Like, I'm really surprised with it. I was kind of, I went into it really weary, because some of those shows are like, not bad. Like I yeah. really liked Runaways. I I still, I still have, haven't finished Runaways. This is good. Yeah, dude. I I enjoyed what I have seen. I just spoiler. I got you know track. what happens at the end of the last episode? Yeah, they run away. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> motherfucker. You know you can skip the whole first the whole season. <laughs> first. Just know that they're running away. Ah, damn it! <laughs> like I still have the gifted. In my queue on Hulu. Haven't seen Gifted yet. I, don't know. I haven't seen, I haven't seen way, season two. I'm still using your Hulu Legion, account. Yeah, I, I assumed as much. Legion? Uh, have not seen season two. I haven't season watched any season. of them. I haven't seen season two. But all I know is that Season one is trippy uh, April fuck, man. From you can follow Parks it, and Rec. Like, you, you can follow it, You though. can follow it, yeah. but it throws you for a loop. Yeah. Like, the reason like I want to watch Legion because I know in season two, April from Parks and Rec, you get to your butt, and I want to yep. see that. Yep. 
And there was a, uh, well, a oh, what was it? Hollywood it was Babylon. on Hollywood Babylon. They were like, Anne Hayes' butthole. Anne Hayes' butthole. And the, the, the butthole verdict. And, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and Kevin Smith gave his verdict. There was no butthole. No butthole. Well, no guys, butthole. I, I, gotta, I gotta get home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in my boat. You know what? You were just on your phone. Just a, fucking Google it. There's a science project <laughs> waiting for phone. me at home. <laughs> uh, moving so up from that, uh, let's move on from hot buttholes to racism. <laughs> <laughs> that seems what? like a pretty constant thing in our shows. <laughs> they go together like peanut butter and is this Is this my segment? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, is segment. this is starting to become uh, the English dubbed 64th episode of Pokemon Sun Moon. Segment. Odell says some racist shit. Take it over. We need a theme song. Somebody call Travis. No, Travis. So I, I almost let one out during the whole Billy D. Williams. Oh, God. God. Uh, at least you're starting to control yourself. I don't Started. know if that's a good or well, bad thing. I just, to be honest, I couldn't find a place to interject about how they could have just put another black guy in. Uh, okay, see now you just had to throw had it to. out there. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, the, uh, English, so, Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. The English dubbed 64th episode of Pokemon Sun and Moon has been banned from playing in the U.S. Uh, the episode revolves around the Pokemon called Passimian. I don't know who that is. And you can put together what kind of Pokemon that is. Uh, and during the course of the pilot, Ash wears face paint to disguise himself as one of the Pokemon. Now, I've gone ahead and, and done the due diligence to, to find some photographs here. And uh, let's see here. First, we have the photo of the Pokemon itself. This is Passimian. Uh, I, I believe it's a fighting dark type. I'm not real sure. Uh, but here is Ash preparing to disguise himself as said Pokemon. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought it was a good idea. And uh, here Ash is... blackface, dude. Here is Ash next to the Pokemon itself. <laughs> I mean, in, okay. And this is if why... If you were to see this image, I'd be like, okay, he's... And this is why I included the third image, because... He's imitating a Pokemon. Yeah. Because all, all of the <laughs> news stories covering this are only going with that second photograph. But you give me that one? Yeah, you, yes. get, you well, take that, first, that second photograph and you're like, yeah, that's why... But you give me that one, I... Here's the thing, though, that that second photograph where we all we see is Ash appearing to to be this Pokemon. We have had to have seen the Pokemon prior to this episode for Ash to know what right. it looks like to dress he's, up like. He's a part of the games and stuff. And no, and, and I see what you're saying there, and I, I somewhat agree, but in looking for these photos, like, I did not put together how okay it was until I saw them next to each other. Because yeah. I had seen the Pokemon previously, and then I saw that photo, and I was like, oh, yeah. Pokemon, what are you like, doing? If you just see that photo with no comp, and, and that's the thing, is a lot of things anymore get taken so out of context like that one image that like that second photograph there you if you take that ash is going blackface that's racist as shit and and that's this episode that's why all the articles are only including that photograph and a picture of it's clickbait but yeah you see that side by side you do your due diligence and you know Okay, there's nothing wrong. He's dressing up like a Pokemon. That it's no different from a kid putting on a Halloween costume. What a blackface! No, uh, like putting on a a Pokemon (laughs) Halloween costume or or dressing up as something. There's very little difference because he's a kid. Could they have picked a different Pokemon? 
Probably. I mean, good <laughs> Probably I mean, picked a different Pokemon. See, when when you first started this, I'm thinking, okay, so what? Is there just a bunch of shit flinging in this episode? Like, <laughs> do, does yeah. the Pokemon no, try no, to no, rape no, no. someone? <laughs> no. You hear... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, <laughs> I'm not going to dig no. deep enough into that. Yeah. But, no, and even though you see those two... Side by side. God damn it, you're rubbing off of me, Odo. I was about to say something really Even though you dig dig into those two being side by side, and you say, okay, that photo makes a lot of sense. I don't see why people could be offended by that. Still, if that episode had aired here, it would have caused a lot of... Yeah, it would have blown the fuck up for, like, the minimalist of reasons, and it is a very smart idea on the Pokemon Company's part to... It is. And it, this, and... And, and I can And they that. do intend on airing this episode, but they're going to finagle it. Because this is actually... N- like, I mean, obviously we've seen some editing before in the past. Uh, but this is the first time since the 2002 episode, which featured Jinx's original design of a be- black face with thick pink lips. Oh, shit. Even worse yeah. than this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, drawing criticism for portraying an obvious racist stereotype. Uh, which, if you remember, she was later redesigned with the purple skin yeah. rather than black skin. Well, but there again, like, they've had to modify episodes. Like, as they've come over to the yeah. U.S., they've had to modify them from, like, Misty being naked to being, like... I think you're thinking of the Pokemon card, but you're not wrong. No, 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 There, there were, there were also, like, there was one, they're at a, uh, like, a hot spring or something, and... Yeah, I, I think you're thinking of the Pokemon card. There, although there was an episode where James from was Team Rocket had breasts. Yeah, yeah. That oh, times. Are you kidding me? That well, happened so many times. Wait, did that air in the U.S.? Yeah. I thought it it never made it No, I remember that episode. I remember there was something about it. I thought it had to have gotten taken off the air. But there was the uh, the episode where they get on the SSN. And they're, like, Jesse and James are both, like, trying to sell or give the tickets to the kids. James is a female with cleavage and everything. Like, there's a blouse covering it. But you can see cleavage. Yeah. So it's like, he just keeps getting implants for all of these shenanigans and then getting rid of them. This goes back to your serious shit discussion of trannies. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on from that, uh, I think we've all made our, our standpoint obvious on, like, with the context and seeing the yeah, two together, it's fine. But it's just a smart move. Yeah, just a smart move. It, it is because right it's so easily taken out of context. And like I said, they in, they intend on retooling it, releasing it in a different light and shit. So hopefully that works out for them. But uh, we we have something else standing in the way of our further enjoyment of brands we love. Another and, uh, damn fucking stick in the spokes. Yep. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Robert Weiss, who's leading other Fox shareholders, has filed a complaint. Uh, as a lawsuit against the Fox-Disney deal. Uh, Concerns include conflicts of interest with Goldman Sachs, uh, absence of financial projections for Hulu, and earning statements for the European broadcaster Sky. So, not not only did we get all that awesome news that we covered in number 45 of this Mm -hmm. show, where they had gotten the U.S. approval, they had outbid Comcast and made them look like a bunch of fools. 
But now we got this fucking standing in the way. They just can't fucking let this happen, can they? It's going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. Regardless of what these people keep doing, it's going to happen. Look. You're your, fucking with your share, Disney, bro. Your shareholders, <laughs> the shares are only going to go up in value once they transfer over to a much more popular fucking exactly. company. And especially after these first few Marvel films come out from these guys, the first fucking Disney-led Marvel Studios X-Men film, but guys, you're going to line your fucking pockets on... Fuck Hulu. I, dude, fuck I, Goldman Sachs. You're going to line your pockets right there. Fuck whatever the hell Sky is. Ah, dude, yeah, I, this, I mean, I remember, I remember back whenever... Okay, whenever Marvel first first sold off to Disney... Yeah. Like, years back. I remember hearing about that, and I, I heard a bunch of rumors, like, oh, they're only going to be focused on movies, they're shutting down the comics portion, right, they're only right, going to be releasing right. things that have that coincide with the movies, and I was worried, like, very worried. Even though I wasn't backing the comics like I am now, I was still like, wait a minute, that, that's, the, that's the foundation there. Yeah. Why would you stop that? And then seeing how they treated it. And then finally, late years down the line, you hear about Lucasfilm selling off to Disney. And there was there was a lot of concern, you know. I was reading about online and stuff, and the only thing I kept popping in my own head was like, look at how they handled Marvel. You know what I mean? Like Iron Man, who prior to these movies was not a household name. Maybe Captain America, Spider Man, but like other than that, a lot. There's a lot of these characters that tell me, tell me, tell me honestly, ten, fifteen years ago. Do you think that everybody would know who the fuck Groot is? Yeah. Guardians no. of the Galaxy is the best example there. I didn't know exactly who the fuck they were talking about when that movie came out. And I was at least vaguely aware of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. So so anything that that Disney touches from here on now, I'm going to have faith in at least for a while. Well, and, you know and I mean? At least until they give me a couple announced. examples where it's like, oh shit, they're not handling this well. But right. they have handled everything well. Yeah. You may not like the new Star Wars films... You may be stuck at a fucking certain point where, like, going back nostalgia factors and shit. You may get you, you may not like them. Obviously, there's a hundred fucking million dollars worth of people that don't like them, but the majority of people do, and they yeah. make fucking money. I and, think and the ticket opinion, sale prices doing good. alone. Oh right. yeah, and it's just the it's the, just that problem of the loudest voice is usually the stupidest, angriest voice, yeah. and that's why we hear so much hate about the Last Jedi. But it. It seems the majority of people enjoyed it. Most Star yeah. Wars fans liked it. But as far as, as far as the Fox deal goes, I don't I don't think that Marvel Comics would have made the step to bring Fantastic Four back this fall if they were not completely confident that they were going to be able to get rights from Fox. Yeah. To give them the ability to bring the Fantastic Four back into the fold. And that's arguable. I mean, you, you could say this was kind of part of the plan all along because mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four was not a profitable brand and that's why they shipped them off. And what, that was like two years ago? So they took a two-year break from the Fantastic Four. It was longer than that. Sequel had Wars? To have, had to have been longer than that because... Oh, you... Okay. Secret Wars is what he's talking about comic wise. Yeah, comic yeah, wise. Yeah, yeah, that was at least three years ago. No. Yeah. no, no, no. Maybe no. two no, and a half. Secret, I'm, I'm like 99% sure Secret Wars was happening in 2016. Yeah. The I, new Secret Wars, obviously. Yeah, no, but, I think it went late 15 into 16 because of the no, delays. Either way, they took a big ass break. 
from the Fantastic yeah. Four. And not only that, but like X-Men even. And besides like... Yeah, it was a much smaller the, break. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, oh, Wolverine, dead. Yeah, you still had... I mean, granted, whatever they came out with, the all-new that's, shit. That's a, that's a much deeper rabbit hole. <laughs> There's yeah, a yeah. lot more going on there. But Fantastic Four, they legitimately were like, these guys are on the shelf. Yeah. Fucking Johnny Storm and the Thing are going to pop up here and there, but that's about it. And now they're bringing them back, and they're putting a legitimate, like, seasoned, awesome writer we all know can carry a good story on it, too. So, I don't know if this is necessarily motivated by the Fox deal at all. I would say they're bringing back the Fantastic Four because they've been like, look, you had a break. We we were confident we can bring these characters back into the limelight, movie or not. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're going to do. So, I think that's where that that lies but yeah it's like this is this is your first family of comics like right. this sometimes it, it's it's like a relationship the fact a little they, a little bit of a break sometimes yeah. can make that that return so much fucking and even so a, even a break like this is so surprising because what they've never i don't feel like they've ever put fantastic four on the shelf no yeah not, great. fantastic not four like hasn't this. been like, yeah not like strong. this i mean you gotta think uh jonathan hickman one of, like one of yeah. the legendary writers of our time right now uh, wrote one of the best Fantastic Four runs that is critically acclaimed. Uh, and then Mark Wade, I think, took over after Hickman and wrote a, a damn good run as well. So we've we've had great writers on it, but the the fan base just isn't there like it used to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and move on from there because, unfortunately, there is a ton of news that comes out every time we do these episodes. Just too much to cover story by story, and that is why we have a little segment called The Phone Booth News. It's time for the news. The Phone Booth News. That's right, guys. It's time for The Phone Booth News, the segment where we try to give you the news faster than Deadpool can change his clothes, which means we have about 3 minutes, 45 seconds for me to mouth these fucking things off to you. Oh, Odal. mouth them good. Odal is on the uh, time clock. Up. You, you got everything open? I'm not falling <laughs> for that anymore. No, you, you're four you seconds. You better right? fucking not, goddammit. Ichigo Ruko and, in video game news, Ichigo Ruko and Aizen from the anime Bleach have been announced as playable characters for the upcoming Shonen Jump fighting game Jump Force. Bethesda confirmed there will be no co- uh, crossplay of any kind in Fallout 76, primarily due to problems with Sony. Pokemon Go released a two-year anniversary photo on Twitter that teases Gen 4 Pokemon to be added to the game later. In comics news, R.L. Stein has signed a multi-year deal with Boom Studios to write four graphic novels as part of a supernatural horror series aimed at middle-grade readers. And per Newsrama, Miss Marvel co-creator G. Willow Wilson and artist Carrie Nord are are taking over the Wonder Woman book, starting with issue 58. In TV news, a new CGI Ultraman anime has been announced and will have a worldwide launch on Netflix in 2019. Netflix has also announced an all-new animated or original series titled The Dragon Prince from Avatar The Last Airbender writer Aaron Haza. I can't say that. With a sneak peek planned for San Diego Comic-Con. HBO has ordered a Joss Whedon sci-fi show called The Nevers with Whedon writing, directing, and show running the series. In movie news, during Sunrise's panel at Anime Expo, it was announced Legendary Pictures and Sunrise will collaborate on a live-action Gundam film. 
Brawly has been confirmed by Toei Animation as the villain of the upcoming Dragon Ball Super film, with rumors claiming the picture will finally make the villain canon. The Hollywood Reporter reports MGM has fast-tracked the development of a Child's Play remake with the producers of the It remake. Marvel Studios has found its director for their Black Widow film. Taking on the job will be Australian director Kate Shortland, who has received critical praise in the past for her film Love. Joaquin Phoenix has finalized a deal with Warner Brothers and will officially play the Joker in the standalone film. Dwayne The Rock Johnson confirmed with Sci-Fi Wire that he will not be appearing as Black Adam in the upcoming Shazam film. And in other news, and finally, Funko announced on Twitter that they've struck gold, meaning they'll be releasing their first ever Pokemon figure. The Pikachu Pop will drop this month as a Target exclusive. 347. Three off! Fuck, I missed it you by You spent about two. 10 seconds God on that first line. No, no, I'm just kidding. 238. 238 for real? Oh, shit, yes. Oh, that's amazing. I got all... I took my headphones off real quick because I got sweaty. I did a good job on that one. Yeah, you did. The, did. There wasn't nearly as much in this one also, as there has been in prior. Was that movie actually called Love, or did you mispronounce Lore as Love? Oh, did I write lore? You put lore. It was lore. love. Okay, okay, okay. Or maybe. I don't know. It was lore or love. I don't know. Lore it love. Was a I don't have my glasses L-O-E. right now. I got drunk Friday, lost my glasses. It's a long story. Tell us about it. <laughs> I don't even know how long we're into recording right now. I have to imagine Seven it's hours long. and 45 minutes. Coming off of that, though, we do have to get uh, into some somber news, uh, which I think we're going to... I think we're going to attack this more discussionary, but there is a little bit of lead-in, and uh, what we're talking about here is our Fallen Heroes segment. Every now and then, a legend is brought into this world, but before they can become that legend, they have to pass through this mortal coil and become that Fallen Hero. And unfortunately, comic legend Steve Ditko, at the age of 90, was found dead in his New York City apartment on June 29th, but is believed to have passed two days earlier. Ditko was responsible for so many different comic book creations and co-creations of over 105 different characters in his time, including Starman, Squirrel Girl, The Question, Hawk and Dove, The Creeper, Shade the Changing Man, Dormammu, Doctor Strange, and most of all, The Amazing Spider-Man, and many of the characters of note involved with Spidey, including Uncle Ben, Aunt May, Mary Jane, J. Jonah Jameson, Doctor Octopus, Sandman, Electro, both Norman and Harry Osborn, and so many more you'd like heard of. Uh, Steve also wasn't a recluse, though, as many articles surrounding his death would state. Uh, He was simply a private man who rarely gave interviews and stopped entirely after 1968 because he believed his work should speak for itself. Uh, He also genuinely didn't like having his picture taken, a normal thing for a lot of people. There's actually this great article about this uh, that I'll link below, but in it, Jim Shooter, who we've told stories from yeah. in past episodes, uh, tells a story about Steve from uh, one of his visits to the Marvel offices in the mid-80s, during which he states, one of the production, uh, once the production was done, he often hung around and talked with people, the kids, the vets, the old-timers. He didn't care. Anyone who thinks he's totally a lone wolf? Nah, no way. He seemed to have liked, he seemed to like being around us. He tolerated our cast of crazies, including me, pretty well, I think. End quote. <laughs> 
so yeah, uh, what are you what are you guys' thoughts here? I like I mean we've all been affected I mean, by something Ditko related at least. I personally Having read Amazing Fantasy, <laughs> Amazing Fantasy, uh, what was it? Numbers fifteen. I don't know. I mean, you read Fantasy it. Fifteen. Uh, Amazing Fantasy fifteen. I read it right here on the podcast. This was one of my reviews, and uh, so I firsthand got to see what came right out of this collaboration with Stanley. And I mean, it's everything we love about Spider-Man. Everything oh, yeah. we love about Spider-Man today. Same shit Steve Ditko was writing back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like the whole Bob Kane Bill Figure thing. Like Bill Figure yeah. is the one that came up with all these things that you know and love about Batman. It seems like Ditko was the the Bill Finger of Spider Man, right? Among other like many other characters. Uh, although like, it is arguable that Stanley had more to do with Spider Man than, than Bob, Bob Kane, Kane yeah. had oh, to yeah. do with Batman. At, absolutely. Um, and after actually finding out how old he was by this point, mm. like it's not, like it's it's not out of, out of out of the way. It's not yeah. it's not insanely like oh my god he he died before his time. He was ninety. It wasn't a tragic death. The the most tragic but, thing about it is that they didn't find him for for two, two days. days. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear about that until just now. Until yeah. you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that would that kind of that kind of makes me a little more depressed about the whole situation. Yeah. But he, uh, I mean, like you said, dude, he's a fucking legend. I mean, anybody, anybody that's anybody that knows anything about comics, Ditko is a big name. Yeah, like absolutely. And it, and some of these names, like Shade the Changing Man, that's not like a like back in the thirties, forties character. No, like this guy was contributing. Hawk and Dove. Hawk and Dove is in the New Titans. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I mean, a lot, a lot of these characters, fucking. Dormammu and fucking Doctor Strange. Like, right. These Dormammu are characters that people know now. The villain of the the film yeah. that came out just a few years ago. So people know that name now, and that was Steve Ditko. That's I mean, what he brought without, to. Without this man and the contributions that he made to the industry, you know, comics could be in a very different place. Like, right. we, oh, we could be at a point to where comics are a thing of the past had it not been for the characters that he created. Right. And brought into our homes, and and though his name is mostly synonymous with Marvel, and his DC contributions, you could argue are like these are off to the side characters because like, like B or C most people who love yeah. the question are deep comic yeah. fans, and our, yeah. and question was Carlton Comics or Charleston Comics, yeah. uh, prior to DC, yeah, buying before them they out. ever bought him, yeah, I think he didn't he also create Blue Beetle. Yeah, well, or the the, uh, the revamp, he, the newer. Yeah, I think the I think the original was someone else, and then DC yeah. bought him, and and Ditko had something to do with that. But uh, all the same, he he has a hand in Blue Beetle mm-hmm. right there. That's and that was a character in the recent Injustice game. Tons of kids know that mm-hmm. character now. Yeah, even though he's synonymous with Marvel and is prolifically with Spider Man. He didn't spend that much time there. Like he was there for what, like, like the first forty, 40 issues yeah, of Spider-Man. Issues, yeah, I think there was a falling out with Stanley, which he yeah. never talked about. And uh, I think in one interview that I had read, he had said something about, "Well, Stan's never gone on record for it, and you know how much he likes to talk." So, yeah, <laughs> and so I, I think I read that same. It was <laughs> yeah, it was never anything like 
let's dish all this shit out. To this day, nobody knows what happened there. But he did come back, I think, in the mid-80s and helped out yeah. and shit with uh, certain things. So his time at Marvel was so small. He has such a wide variety that, of work that just goes that. that just goes to yeah. prove how much of an impact he made. On oh, Marvel yeah. Comics, yeah. specifically. Before it was even Marvel Comics, when it was still timely. So timely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this this guy was. It's not a huge loss to the business in general because his his time was long past. Like it's been a while since he contributed. But, but he's to one of the people that that created these stepping stones. It is created. a shockwave of a pillar falling. Yeah. He That's put he added sure. multiple spokes to the wheel that we that is comics. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's like you know we we've talked several times. That it's going to be devastating to the the world. When to Stan. our world, like when when Stan goes, when we when we see right. that movie and come credits, we find that there's no Stanley cameo, and we see those words in loving memory of Stanley, something yeah. something like that. This isn't gonna. This isn't quite as impactful as we know that's gonna be. Yeah. But we. No, but he's still, contributed just was, as much. I was gonna you say, know? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. he's done just as much for the industry. The comic industry as a whole, as Stanley has, as, as he other has just names, flown under like, the radar. As, as any name you can oh, yeah. you can drop right now, like this guy is just as it, it's just the fact that he was a private person. Yeah, is why his name was never like front page all the time and shit. And it, like in one of the uh, the article where I took that uh, Jim Shooter quote, yeah. they had a. Uh, one of those fan letter things that they had scanned and put in there as well, where they paint him as a household name and shit back mm-hmm. then, you know? Mm-hmm. So this guy, like, right up there with Bob Kane, Bill Finger, Jerry Siegel, Joel Schuster, yeah. any huge name you can pull, like, this guy's just as important. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So, like, there's uh, no denying that. Yeah, we, we definitely raise a glass to this guy. Even though we, I, I believe we've all killed everything we brought before this. Uh, yeah, Bob had a sip of Corona. You got a Coke Zero. I got a Lacroix. And so yes, yeah, we raised this much to. Oh yeah, I have. And he deserves so much more than the bullshit we'll send off. We've got right here. Uh. All right. Moving on from that, let's go ahead and I honestly I don't know if our comic book review of this episode is really gonna raise the the mood because of how it leads. Not out. really, no. <laughs> I mean, to be perfectly honest, and, and I kinda thought about this and mentioned it, we probably would have been better off having like having read what we're about to review, but do a review of Superman number one. With Bendis that just came out this past well, week. Well, you also didn't bring me my copy. So well, your that. copy yeah. wasn't well, guess in what? the bag. I don't own a single copy of what we're talking about, all six issues, but I'm still able to read it. Yep. There's yeah. no excuse. Um, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, well, let me go ahead and check my calendar. Yeah, it says fuck you guys. And <laughs> let me. Uh, I got no good segue for that. The Man of Steel, number one through six, is what we're reviewing here, guys. Uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art and cover by Joe Prado and Ivan Rice, colors by Alex Sinclair, and lettering by Corey Pettit. 
Uh, just to give you a little idea of what we're getting into, and we are going to go in-depth de in, in these books, but the small synopsis here, a new era begins for Superman as a threat from his earliest origins reemerges to destroy the last son of Krypton. As Superman struggles to come to grips with what has happened to his wife and son, he must also face a new threat that's determined to burn down Metropolis. In this, Ooh. yeah, what is what is all that? Burn mean? Down well, we're gonna spoil all of it of? coming up, guys. Spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler alert! We should put spoiler alerts on our comic. Yeah, I think we okay. established okay, a long time ago. Well, anytime we talk, there's here's there's the a, here's, here's a the thing about this though. Issue one came out seven weeks ago. Yeah, this is issue a pretty fresh. Issue six book. came out two weeks ago. So okay, before we dig uh, in deep into this, let's let's just give our like non-spoiler thirty second non-spoiler thirty second review. like wh like were we happy with it? Well, like what was it? I personally, I love it. I think I'm, it changes the face of Superman completely. It has yeah. completely set me up for a very depressed Superman, which. I don't necessarily like because I loved what we were getting in these stories. I was a huge fan of the way everything was going. But now that you have turned this fucking book on its head, I gotta know what's next. As somebody that hasn't read as much Superman as you have, but I've read a good chunk, especially in the past few years, this was a good story. Very good story on multiple levels. Uh, you get introduced to new characters. Um, you get to see certain things happen to... Two characters that have been around for decades. Established staples. Yeah, yeah. for decades. Uh, big changes happen with them. Yeah. Plus you get like cool little appearances by uh, some other members yeah. of the DC Universe that like you may maybe you were expecting, maybe you weren't. Um, if you didn't read Superman Reborn, one of them is going to throw you right for a loop. Which I didn't, and it did. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Spoiler, what, it was Cable. And because I've been trying to sell you guys on Superman, getting you guys reading, having read this, yeah. is this has this convinced you to start reading Superman? I don't know. Has that convinced you to read White Knight? I'm I'm getting there. <laughs> you see the pile of shit I've actually spent money on over there. I'm gonna read that before. I read Oh, uh, you should this read book. it. Um, yeah, yeah. It, I, I could say it has. Honestly, a lot of this newer stuff, like I, I, I've been reading, uh, I've been reading Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of new stuff that it's like. It's it's getting I excited. Even made it there yet. Oh man, you should. Yeah, I know. Oh, I man. know. I'm missing there's out. some good stuff, man. I'm getting there. Uh, it seems like there's right now. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. Like I said, I'm caught up with Batman. Um, and a lot of it's DC. Yeah. So yeah. is DC. Well, that's what I was referring to as like the new DC yeah. stuff. Good. Yeah. Very good. I see um, Marvel coming around. They oh, are. I, I'm I'm seeing a good change in Marvel. Well, right, right now, yeah. right now, I'm, I've been I'm just reading just a few things from Marvel. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not disappointed whatsoever. Right. But like, it seems like right now DC, this story right now too. Like, it's I'm, I think I might start picking up Superman. Oh, I enjoyed it. You know, one of one of my drivings, having never really been a big Superman fan, not having read a whole lot, just intermittent here and there. I, I really enjoyed it, seeing what was going on, not just as Superman, but as Clark. You know, and what he right. was dealing with, like each issue, what you know, he's being asked this one question constant through all yeah. in, all the issues, which and is a your, great more it like was. bread with, crumbs with each, type yeah. situation. And each, each issue, issue you, you get a little, more little of what bit that more. Was, yeah, yeah, and, and that that was a big driving force for me. It's like you know, I got to find out what's going on here. 
Yeah. You know, and, and then with with everything else going on, like certain things that happened uh, that were destroyed, you you see a lot of emotion. Oh yeah, uh, and that and that's one thing that you know I've given you shit about before is it's Superman. How much emotion can there really be? And that this has actually managed to convince me that you know he is more human than I have given him credit for. Yeah, you know he he's affected by more things, and, and it, there was there there was even a, a mention of this in the book, like. There are situations that he comes across that he can't punch his way out of. Yeah, that, that's a reoccurring thing that Lois says in a lot of stories. Now, like you... has has this convinced you to start picking up Superman? No. Could you see yourself picking <laughs> up Superman after this? Fuck after yeah. this, uh, I could definitely see myself reading it. Which, keep in mind, Bendis is taking over on both action and Superman. He's picking up both books. So you're gonna get the I, like, same kind of right. I personally am. I'm personally probably gonna be continuing because I want to know what the fuck happens next. Now yeah. here's the not so big of a bomb I'm about to drop on you guys. That's the kind of stories that have been being told this whole fucking time, and I've been what? telling you that. I've been telling you that, and he keeps I wish shitting on me. I wish somebody would have told me. Now, see, here's what makes this stand out, though. Next to what what we've been getting is we've been getting like these are like the character building Superman stories when everything's going right and Bendis could have absolutely kept telling those stories of the same quality yeah. uh, which is high quality and gone forward but that would have just meant merging one story into the next one and he, Bendis wanted to make a big splash and he totally did. I was saying he he, he took this and. He he continued on with what like you've kind of filled us in like this just keeps going with what yeah. has happened before, but he's taken this and making it. He has made it his own. Uh, flips things upside down. I don't think he's made it his own. I think he changed the landscape so that he has more to write out of than maybe what was there before, and there was plenty there before to write out of because mm-hmm. before rebirth. And all that before New 52 and shit, we left off on a cliffhanger of Superman Lois and her pregnancy and shit. We never got to experience Jonathan Kent, uh, the next generation, you know, Uh, because the fucking Final Crisis happened. Or uh, not Final Crisis, but uh, Flashpoint Flashpoint. happened and it erased all that. And so we never got to see what any of that was like. So we got to see new Superman stories in a new light with new elements and shit up to this point. And all he did was simply change the landscape again. Give us a new point to start from and shit. And so I don't really think he made it his own. I think he changed the game for himself to have more fun out of. More more experience writing and to give us all something new. Yeah. And so, so that's where that is. But still... Yeah, like this should also get you guys. You should really go back and read some rebirth <laughs> shit. Come on, and I love that. I love that uh, Bendis' story from Action One Thousand plays right into this. This man still, it's not yeah. right at the beginning, which you kind of thought it was. Or at least I kind of like thought yeah. it was whenever I read One Thousand. No, that that part of One Thousand happens like dead center. Yeah. of this of this miniseries. And very interesting the way they play it. it. Was. They give us a morsel from the like what it it starts in issue four that big fight 
And I think so, yeah. Like, that yeah. issue 1000 piece is kind of from the middle of issue 4. And, 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 yeah. and you actually get a, another appearance from, the, like, the, the girls at the coffee shop. Yeah. Where yeah, they even yeah. bring up the whole Red Trunks thing again. Well, like, it was, it was, it was, it, it flowed together very well. Right. Well, let's go ahead, and now we're going to go ahead and go into spoilers. We're going to break some of this down, uh, talk about some of these characters. First and foremost, the character first uh, introduced... Uh, the first character is the third drawer of Jonathan Kent's dresser. <laughs> I, I, was, I was about to be like, okay, let's just jump ahead to the last issue and talk about John, third Jonathan's third drawer real quick. <laughs> what was in there? We know what was in there. Well, I mean... He's been hanging out with Damien a lot, and Damien's a little older than him, yeah. and so Damien probably slipped him a little bit. I don't know. He didn't that. want Damien going through it. He oh, that's said true. That line. Yeah, don't yeah, let Damien yeah, go to my true. third yep. third drawer of my dresser. Actually, and, and then he, he, he like progressively was like, Just you know, what? never, never mind. mind about I'll that. go take care of it. And then you see him like insinuate something, <laughs> and then come back out. It's been taken care of. I really hope in subsequent issues and we then, find out just, more about that third drawer. It just hit me right before. So we're in spoilers, right? Yeah. Right before Lois leaves with Zarell, yeah, she says something about don't let Perry in the bottom drawer of my desk. What are they hiding what, in these what is drawers? What's going on in all these drawers? It seems like Superman's the only one without a, su- a secret drawer, and he had a fucking fort. Had a fucking fortress right. of solitude. Oh, we're gonna get he... into all that. Oh my god! In, in yeah. a moment, we're gonna get into losses of Superman. But first, let's talk about Rogal Czar. Uh, who, again, was introduced in Action Comics number 1000. We actually got some of his motivations. He insists that Krypton will cause the downfall of... Yeah. I've been pointing out your typos this whole episode. No, that's how you spell Krypton. No, there's a Y in there. Yep, you're right. Nope. <laughs> how did you spell it? C-R-P-T-O-N. Fuck you guys. I'm writing with my glasses and real I understand. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But I'm, I'm pointing out The downfall, he he's supposed right that Krypton will no, he come to God damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> We've also agreed to do a serious <laughs> shit after this. So. Oh, I'm fine. Uh, I don't know about this I, I don't know if that's on the table at this Ooh, point. Oh, it better be. <laughs> we got all three of us. We got to do it. Like, we don't have this opportunity very often. Okay, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, now we all got real straight. But what about Krypton? Uh, anyways, Rogal, he, he insists that Krypton will cause the downfall of countless worlds by plundering their resources and demands from the uh, Council of Celestials, which I've never seen brought together before, that every Kryptonian needs to be destroyed, which later he believes he's done mm. until he sees Superman's crest in a bar on some random planet out there, uh, and they tell him where it came from, which leads him to Earth. I, I want to say it was the Cantina. The Star Wars, Star Cantina? Wars Cantina? Sure, yeah, why not? Um, you, you have yet to read Superman Earth 1, correct? I have yet to read Superman Earth 1. Is that not a bit reminiscent of Volume 1? Kind of. Of like the whole like somebody set somebody else up to destroy Krypton. Yeah. And oh wait, I just found out there's still more there's still Kryptonians out there alive. I've gotta kill them all off. Mm-hmm. It was very reminiscent. Yeah. Like Fair enough. I mean you yeah. Uh but yeah. still, this is like that's not canon, so fuck them. <laughs> no, it's not, but like it yeah. still exists in our world where Michael Bendis is or Brian Michael Bendis is yeah. living and is able to Draw so maybe from. that is a little derivative, and that's an interesting. But but which I'm completely okay with because I like it whenever, even if it's an alternate universe where they kind of tie some certain things in, or it's like, 
since that is an alternate universe, it's like, well, that same kind of thing could have happened, yeah. but in a well, different way. Speaking of alternate universes, I yeah. mean, that gets brought up in this. Yeah. Uh, that well, I mean, <laughs> multiple universes has been brought up in, in even so many. Yeah. Right, even if it's known. Even thing. if it's yeah. a copy of you with a goatee, so you know he's evil. Yeah. I love <laughs> that. Like, sure. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciated that. That they brought that we up and kind did. of yeah. poked fun at it. Yeah, uh, especially with having uh, Dark Knight's Metal most recently happen. Yeah, <laughs> which is literally like just the evil version of these multiverse and stuff. So, which nobody had a goatee. Bit of a disappointment no. there. All right, come well, on, Capullo. You know, you know decided. what you did. You know what you left out. Uh, another new, uh, <laughs> another new character introduced is the new deputy fire chief. Uh, Melody Moore, which uh, seems to be a budding new love interest from Superman. Did you guys get that vibe? Not really. No. no? no. I felt like there was some... Fl- well, there was definite fl- flirtation from her in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah and I yeah, feel yeah. like they're going to try and but push from, her but in. But from Clark or Superman's side, no. No, I didn't feel it from him at all. He's he's fucking Superman. He's I don't know. Faithless. But, I mean, if, if you were to fucking see a little bit of story of majority people, especially female... From Metropolis, there probably right. is that kind of like yeah. Oh, but, of course he's well, handsome. The way he's they pushed her cut, to the forefront he's... of this, I believe that they are going to push her a little bit as trying to drive a wedge. Yeah. I feel like she might I try and push it further. I can totally see it. Uh, but she's introduced uh, due to a series of arsons uh, later to be thought to string along uh, Superman, bring him out, and get his attention and shit. And we'll, yeah. we'll talk a little yeah, later. So the head of that is yeah. a little confusing. So we'll talk about the ending of the issue involving that. Speaking of this fire chief, I, I love the part when Batman pops up. Yeah, and, and, and he, he, he does it on purpose. purpose. Yeah, no, he's and like, I'm Batman. Yeah, I'm Superman's Batman. like, I do that on accident. You did it on purpose. He's like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking and, great. And then the conversation that happens, like within the first couple pages of issue one, where Superman's carrying the guys away. And they're like, you're not going to drop yeah. us, are you? That's but, what Batman does. No, that's what Batman does. Yeah. No, I love... And uh, another thing we could have mentioned in non-spoiler, conversation is Yeah. Oh, I feel yeah. like that's that's the niche that Brian Michael Bendis... Conversation and a lot of really good internal monologue. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis brings that a mu- like much harder than Tomasi does. Tomasi mm-hmm. is a great story builder. He, he knew all these characters perfectly. I still love his run so much, but Bendis does conversation. He's like the Kevin Smith of podcasts, or or of uh, comic book writing. He knows conversation. He knows how to inflict it. He he seems to get how all these characters would talk. Yeah. Like, because just general thought. And you were talking about monologue. Well, I love what he did with Superman's monologue, and the Mm -hmm, motivations behind his inner monologue being so all over the place and And, distracted and... And not only that, but, like, they weren't always internal monologues. It was, like, conversations that happen, like, like, that are happening, like, on this side of the page, like, the conversation continues over here while this fight is going on. Yeah. And you, or, but or you like, when tell, he, like, like whenever he's trying to pinpoint yeah. screams, when he's talking about like it's a lot harder to pinpoint than what you'd think. Like, yeah. and then he's yeah, and, then, and, then, and then he catches yeah, somebody singing. 
He's talking about how some, uh, a girl and was sitting in the cupboard, stuck in his and he head. got distracted for a minute. He's like, and then he heard all the screams from that burning building. And one of the little things like that, I'm like, that's what Superman would do. Yeah. He'd be sitting there listening mm-hmm. and hearing out, hearing out, oh, and then catching things like, oh, that's nice. Oh, wait, there's something over here that's going on. Let me go get I that. I agree to a certain point. I, I think that the reason he was so... De- because we've never seen this in Superman's head before, and there are decades of continuity here. That are like, this is Superman. So we can't say like, oh, this is what Superman's doing all the time. Because no, he's never done this before. I think he's distracted because of Lois and John yes. leaving. I think yeah. he's distraught. He's that. not in the right mindset. Well, what I, what I meant Superman was like, while he's listening, he's picking up not just the things that he wants to hear, but oh, he's picking okay. up everything. Yeah. So of course he's going to hear this. He's going to I hear that. I think we've gotten that in this. certain iterations, but the way they played it in this is definitely That he different. was distracted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but... Basically, let's talk about some of the things uh, of note in this. Uh, which we've, we've hit on some of this. Well, Superman loses everything. Mm-hmm. And this oh, is... In, let, this part actually made me sad. Let's bro. let's break this down piece by piece. Because first, he loses the fortress and everything in it gets destroyed. And let's not talk about the big thing that gets destroyed. Yeah. Yet. Let's just talk about the fortress itself. Because that is tons of Kryptonian history. Dude, his giant T-Rex. The and fucking T Rex, dude. And if you were, I don't know if you read that issue of Batman where, like, uh, where 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 Bruce brings Selina to the fortress. Yeah. Have you read that yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we're talking about like, yeah, <laughs> I had one first type yeah, of shit, right? That's why I like. I was so happy to actually see the T Rex in this. I'm like, ah, oh. Uh, yeah, but no, he like, loses the fortress of solitude. Kalex, his right hand man yeah. from Krypton, who pretty much guides him through most of the stuff he doesn't already know. And that's something that he brings up too. Is like, well, well, my father always said, like, stuff is stuff. He's like, but this isn't just stuff. Right. This is stuff from a dead people. Yeah. Like this is the last. Of the last, yeah. Like, and speaking of that, getting on to the next bigger thing, Kandor and all of its inhabitants are killed, and that is a hugely emotional scene. In this oh movie. yeah, you see Superman on his knees crying, mm-hmm. and Kara just trying to figure out what's wrong before she notices the broken bottle and the blood everywhere, and screams out in pain. Which Dude. they didn't auto uh, auto uh, they no. didn't put a word bubble in there. They just just visual see, seeing seeing Superman broke down right there hit me hard. But what yeah. hit you even harder was just seeing that panel. Where Kara does realize what's going on and her mouth wide open yeah. and just screaming. And we've seen Kara has troubles with her anger before, which yeah. will lead into a, another thing we're going to talk about in a minute. Her rash decision that she makes towards the end of the yeah. books. But, yeah, and then you see them both take off. Just boom. Uh, and you think, well, holy shit, wait, is Superman about to go kill a motherfucker? Because that's <laughs> where I thought their motivations were. Like, for some reason, they had just the psychic link where they were like, time to kill. Yeah. Like we're gonna put it off this is all it. this time. We're gonna murder a motherfucker, and and we'll talk about that also here <laughs> because that the whole fight is a big thing to note. Uh, no, fuck it. Let's it go into it right now. Oh, Let's yeah. talk about that fight because uh, we're talking about a villain of equal power here, if not more powerful. Because mm. you got to think he's taking on Superman at his best with Supergirl by his side, fighting. Side by side this whole time, and dude's holding his own. Oh, yeah. and eventually, not just holding his own, but like, he's kicking they, ass. they were saying that, like, yeah. first off, they are not hurting him. Like, it was brought yeah, up yeah, by yeah. at least they're once. That, they're like, like we're knocking they're him not causing his... any harm to yeah, him. Yeah, they, they're knocking him on and balance. And he's already, yeah, yeah. Said, 
They well, said he's already five steps ahead of him. Yeah. Like, he's not he's running away. He's a creature away. of war. He's strategically warping. retreating. Creature of war, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because, uh, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Wonder Woman points that out. Yeah. But so, this, this fight leads for a fuck... And, and you don't see this very often. I think the last time I saw something like this was Death of Superman. Yeah, it was Doomsday. But it's in... in or, yeah, back when Doomsday was brand new. Uh, this leads on for a fucking issue and a half, basically. Oh, yeah. And it ends with Superman damn near beaten to death on the moon. Yeah. Before Kara figures out where Superman would have taken him and shit mm. and goes and gets him. And Superman we, ends up in the hospital. He yeah. ends up hospitalized. Of Super- all places. <laughs> and takes Superman. And I mean, Superman even brings up whenever they're fighting Metropolis, like, that was a strategy. He yeah. made him go there because he knew that the like just the the, the, Im- the power count. the impact of their hits was causing tremors across the right. city. Yeah, and like he didn't know who was dying at that moment because yeah. he's just so focused here he can't take his focus away. So he takes him to the fucking moon, gets his shit handed to him, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it, by the end of this like fucking six issue arc, when they're finally having the final fight out and like which. Starts in the middle of the earth because you like Superman figures Literally out the core of the earth. Yeah, Superman figures out like how's he gonna eradicate us? Oh fuck, he's gonna blow up the planet. He's takes pulling his, a krypton is what yeah, he's doing. He takes his ass out into space, and they're they're again getting their asses handed to him. Yeah, before they really hard. never actually beat no, him. No, they, they never weren't even close, so, motherfucker. But before we before we explain this, am I the only one that had the thought of? So two guys just drilled a hole to the core of the Earth, and we're still a stable planet. I mean, it's well, they didn't. F- they didn't fight in the core of the Earth. Nothing. Yeah, they like, did. Yeah, yeah, they that did. Was they the fought core. in the core of the Earth, bro. No, fighting. they're down there talking, and then like next thing you know, Superman's like jetting it out of there with the. No, they, 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 they fight they first. First. I don't, I don't, I don't remember them. Where's fighting it at? Bring it. Bring, get your issue. Oh, I'm too sweaty to put my fingers uh, on those fucking books right now. I'm not doing but that. Yeah, he does wind up. He, he, Superman yeah. does wind up jetting out with the device, but like I'm like ninety. I've just read this shit a few hours ago. I'm like ninety nine percent sure that they they exchanged some punches. Down there. I don't think they fought down there. But and hold on, uh, and did anybody else get the vibe of Lobo? Right when he comes riding in, on that he's fucking got the bike? fucking bike. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, this fight ends up ending with Supergirl making the rash decision to send him to the Phantom Zone, and Superman's like, "We don't get any answers like that. That's no. a temporary solution. We this have is nothing. a band aid. Yeah, it's a band aid. Yes." So, wow, man, we got a hell of a fight and fucking villain and shit. Okay, yeah, there's a bit of I a told fight you that. there. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. I don't know, yeah. though. Okay, but hold on, hold on. Not, not just two. Okay, not just two, because Superman and this guy have to get to the center of the Earth. So there's two. And then they bust out in a completely different area, because he, when Superman comes to the surface, like, huh. Paris. If we're going to uh, start breaking down the science you know of Superman... Star Labs has this under control. Half the shit that Superman go. does just on a daily, regular routine, saving regular shit, could probably break the planet. <laughs> so, if we're going to do this, you know, the whole fucking system falls apart. I mean, he even mentions the Star Labs in here. They've already got this under control. Yeah. yeah. He said he Tell only does what. it in emergency. Star Labs. Is an emergency. Don't worry about it. Star that. Labs. <laughs> <laughs> that is the band-aid for things that break physics. Uh, another <laughs> thing that Superman loses, the daily planet gets sold off yeah we don't know what the future of that looks like it doesn't necessarily say that the daily planet is shutting down but it makes you feel like that i mean i think perry even says it might get pieced out yeah it might get stripped and sold off and shit so we're losing that bought it 
That dirty uh, son of a bitch. We don't know. And Luther or is on Wayne. the bad side of Superman. We saw in, uh, I think it was Action 1000, he's mm-hmm. like, look, I changed my suit back. Fuck you. Because he was wearing the S for a while. And yep. he's like, no, fuck you. I got I got the LexCorp shit on there now. Uh, and then he, Speaking and then, of suits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we Another big thing we end up losing is uh, Lois and John. Yeah, they leave with Jor-El as we mentioned earlier and Jor-El if you guys did not know he gets reintroduced in Superman Reborn highly acclaimed storyline I really suggest you go back and, and give me watch a quick that. Uh, Cliff Notes version on there is no there. fucking way unless <laughs> I'm telling you unless you're aware of like what was going on with the New 52 and Rebirth in general only thing I read Superman only thing I read Superman wise New 52 was uh, the first couple volumes of action yeah it, it, it surrounds around closing that gap fixing the whole there were two supermans yeah, thing yeah. fixing some of the broken continuity and stuff it does that uh there was a few storylines that involved a clark kent involved like at the same time as superman and you're mm-hmm. like who the fuck is this clark kent it solves that, that mystery uh and then it all ends with the realization of jora or no no there was another uh, the oz effect that's where Jor-El gets okay. introduced. Okay. I still suggest you read Superman Reborn, but the Oz effect is when we meet Jor-El. <laughs> oh, and also the last guy. seven times you're like, well, if you would have read Tell Superman what, Reborn. Just go, go from fucking... Uh, 52 Superman on. Go right. from DC Rebirth and read everything Superman up to this point. That ought to fill you in. Oh, okay. I should have taken <laughs> Anyways, Jor-El shows up and he wants to take John. He wants to take John to show him the world because there's so much more that John needs to learn about himself and his powers and the universe at large. And of course, Lois and Superman are like, fuck no, not happening. But John's not having that. And he's like, I'm, I gotta go. I wanna go. Yeah. And so they end up like, because Lois realizes that she has a book deal, she can actually put off the Daily Planet. She ends up getting no, fired. a double book deal. A double book deal. As the one made. is already written, and she's like, it's this blah, 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 my career bullshit. Yeah. But she's like, second one, I don't have anything for. This could be my second book. And so she decides to go with John. Everyone realizes And I love that the whole sixth issue is the just the com- mostly the conversation. Oh, yeah. Mostly There's the a conversation lot of conversation. Of... Why are you going? Why can't I, I go? Blah, blah, blah. I'm really shit. glad that this issue, it, it gave us a good, long, like, full explanation of this whole question of, where's Lois? Yeah. Like, because where's that was Lois, the constant John? question through this whole thing. Like, everyone asking Clark, where's Lois? You know, are you and Lois okay? Like, and, and he would brush it off, or he would, he didn't want to talk about it and all that. Yeah. And, like I said, that was a driving force for me. Like, I want to know what's going on right. in his personal life right now. And we also, because of this, we end up getting an explanation of why the old suit is back. Because yeah. Superman. I thought that was cool. Yeah, really interesting. And, like, and they even bring up, like, how's it going to fit? How's it going to fit on him? He's yeah. like, well, just, there's a button. Was well, it behind the, the, the belt buckle? Don't worry Press about it, it, baby. And it. I feel like like that uh, like it's Spider-Man Homecoming. Just... I feel like you should have said it was like, don't worry about it, Star Labs. <laughs> Star Labs. Star Labs. It's all good. Star Labs. But uh, yeah, Cisco's she, got you. She takes off with his newer suit, and uh, I and they don't outright say it, but that's pretty much why he has, he has the, the underwear back. back. Yeah. yeah. So this really tied up a lot of shit, man. Introduced some interesting new elements. Um, 
And it all ends, and this is what makes, like, this is what entices you to check out yeah. the this first is a issue what of the Superman. Fuck moment. Yeah. It all ends with Superman being blamed for the string of arsons. Yeah. Because some boy claims, like, he has proof that Superman has done it. Yeah. And, and so, we might be starting out Superman number one with him as a villain. What, public uh, enemy number one type of shit? No, this hasn't been the first time. When he first lost his superpowers mm-hmm. uh, in the New 52, like that last like few arcs, he was not in public favor. And a lot of people actually hated Superman. And we've also seen the world against Superman back during the New Krypton shit that was happening years ago. So it's not the first time we've seen the world against Superman. But this could still add an interesting element especially for new readers who, oh, yeah. it, whose entire idea of Superman is oh everyone loves him he's so overpowered you, you, can't, write, you can't write stories about Jesus yeah you know what I mean? like, no. this is... uh, Brian Michael Bendis has stripped away everything made him a very depressed character oh, yeah. is turning him, the, the people of Metropolis like, against him like to be perfectly but in that last issue, issue yeah uh, the the panel where he walks into John's room and just picks up that little stuffed animal right oh. and sits down just defeated and for anyone who has ever been without their kids not knowing what the future holds and yeah. i think i got we got three guys right here who have felt yeah. that at one point or another yeah that's powerful oh yeah between that's that powerful. and that was it one one or two panels where it was the whole city of kandar funeral oh, when they sent yeah. them all up oh, oh yes geez. that yeah. was that's like, what, I mean, that I, I was right there while I was finishing that issue up, and I was like, "Oh, right." And then a few minutes later, "Oh, it's then the very, then the very, just, very, very end." What the fuck? Just great fucking storytelling, <laughs> it and is. it's Superman. You know, like, it was. This, this should be the fucking. Yeah, people should have started reading during rebirth. But if, if somebody told me to, I may you have. Absolutely have to like find a place to start. Do it here. Come oh, on. Yeah. Because you got all your pre-installed Superman shit, fine. You can start here with that. And to be honest, like, this this seems like it's going to be a good jumping on point for people. Mm -hmm. You know, really, really a good good jumping on point would be issue 1000. Because, for me at least, I feel like with all those multiple stories of, like, like pretty much the highlight reel of what Superman is to everybody. And then, of course, you get that... You get that stall yeah. yeah, and then you get that very beginning, or you, or you get that tie into the Man of Steel. Yeah. So I feel like if you're going to jump into Superman right now, read Action One Thousand, Man, Man of Steel, and then read Superman One on. Yeah, which and Action One Hundred One, uh, One Thousand and One on. Yeah, if if you really want to, I don't know. I don't know anything about that book yet. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, all right, guys, we've droned on long enough. Uh, I feel like this is a good place to end. Uh, oh, yeah. I actually wanted to answer. It, Institute a new a, a new thing. It's real quick. What you guys learn today? Um, I learned that you don't know how to spell for shit. Um, <laughs> I know how to spell. I also learned that I should probably be reading Superman Reborn. Yeah. Or Reborn and the Oz Effect and pretty much everything in between. Uh, I also learned that pineapple does go on pizza. Yeah. Well, that. Also should have been Fuck something y'all. you should have picked up yeah. a long time um, ago. That's it. There's not much I've actually really learned. I oh. learned... Over the course of this episode, what did you learn? Over the course of this episode... That the guy next door likes to cut his grass leaves. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was about to say. The, the neighbor is really bad at cutting his grass at a better time Sometimes, for us. Sometimes, people just... 
don't cut their grass at a normal time. Assholes. <laughs> I also learned Superman could be a little bit more likable than I gave him credit for. Oh, nice. Nice. What did you learn, Vinny? Um, well, throughout the course of all recordings that we've done tonight, I've learned that I'm okay with a transsexual during a devil's three-way. <laughs> and I really think that's the most important. What is he talking about? That's Tune into serious shit number 29. <laughs> yeah. Like, two months from now. <laughs> you give me something to look forward to. And I really feel like that's the most important thing. That and Ash should never do blackface. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, Pokemon just stopped trying blackface. It just <laughs> isn't going to work out for you. You really think you got it? You're like, oh man, we're about 16 oh, we're years sne- out from We're going to sneak time. this one by him. No. <laughs> 16 years is long enough, right? It's funny now. <laughs> uh, but no. But the other important thing is liking this episode if you liked it. Subscribing if you loved it. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit that bell below if you want to know when the newest videos go up. Comment your thoughts on any of today's stories and please share this episode on social media. I'm telling you guys, this is the only good way to help us out. It takes three seconds. The button's right there. You don't even have to type anything. Just people will be just, like, why? Just click. Right? Three, like two clicks, three seconds of your fucking time. Do that. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. Bob Collins, Boba Fett. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Will Vin the Human spell the words correctly next time? Will Boba Fett appear on the next episode? Will Alpha Spectre make another racist comment? Tune in next time on Sorta My Podcast.